I have shared over these two years that I'm here different aspects of my family. I'm very proud of my family background and history. My mother's side we know a great deal about. I know my grandfather and my mother's father immigrated to the United States actually twice. He was born in Sheffield, England, came over. They weren't in New York City. Catholics need not apply, so they went back. And then when he was a teenager, he came back to the United States again. He became a naturalized U.S. citizen on February 19, 1912. He was 27 years old. His eventual wife, my grandmother, his second wife actually, he was widowed very young after just a few years of marriage. But his, my grandmother immigrated from uh, Newfoundland when she was born. She was born on a small island off the coast of Newfoundland to a fishing, in a fishing village. The population of the island of the day she was born went from 65 to 66 people. She became a naturalized citizen in 1927 at the age of 31. I've seen, you know, thanks to these online sources and whatnot, I've seen kind of the forms that they fill out. And it is striking a little bit when you see kind of what's expected and what's, what's asked of rejecting, renouncing, you know, renouncing the sovereign from which you came. Now, these are both Irish, you know, Irish, so they had no problems renouncing the King of England uh, at the time. But I thought of that, and looking today, I went onto the, the government website and say, what does it take to become a naturalized citizen today? I'm not getting into immigration, I'm not getting into borders, I'm not getting into that. I just wanted to know, what are the basics uh, for becoming, for applying for naturalization? And there are really just six elements. Six elements. One, to apply, you have to be 18 years of age. You might be someone's child, but uh, younger, but for your own, you have to be 18. There are residency requirements, how long you've been here, how long you've been in one place, one address. But then the next four are, are really telling to me. They're important to me. One, be able to read, write, and speak basic English. Two, have a basic understanding of US history and government. You know, the citizenship test, you see it on the internet every once in a while. I, I suggest everybody try and take it sometime. Next, you be a person of good moral character. And finally, you demonstrate an attachment, an attachment to the principles and ideals of the U.S. Constitution. That's how the Department of Naturalization, the Office of Naturalization lists it. it it's, it's telling that it's encompassing these seemingly simple qualities, but they have a depth of meaning. There's, there's language. Can we communicate? Do we share and interact? There's a sense of place by having residency. There's a sense of history investing oneself into a shared history, but also investing oneself into a shared future, that ideals and principles of the Constitution, and then the good moral character, that impact of what we can contribute. I was thinking about that as I prepared this homily. Hold whatever is in your mind for a second. I'm gonna take a pause and jump into the scriptures. Now, the three scriptures today, as, as any priest would look at it, they just, I read them on Monday, and I go, oh, oh, you know, you just have that heavy feeling. Because they are three very challenging, almost a little depressing readings. Because each one, Habakkuk, Paul's letter to Timothy, and the Lord himself, seem to just want to point out something that's lacking. See, Habakkuk is pointing out that the people, the Israelite people, they've lost hope. They've lost hope. They're letting 
the, the weight and the burden of what are true challenges to their community overtake their, their spirit of the covenant. They're, they're giving up. They don't have the minimum amount of hope necessary just to realize what God is doing for them. Paul's letter to Timothy, this letter has been a long kind of laying out of what leadership is and what, what the, the, the process of becoming a community of faith is. And we're coming to a conclusion of the letter, and Paul points out to Timothy, you need to have trust. You need to have trust. Everything that Paul has written about what would be the qualities of a good minister, a good pastor, a good leader, ultimately it comes down to you and your community. You have to have a minimum amount of trust. And then Jesus, this passage to the disciples, I, I don't know whether we hear it with the depth of meaning. They asked to increase our faith. Do you hear the way Jesus said it? If you had the faith of a mustard seed, it seems like he was almost accusing them of not having even that much faith. There's a minimum of faith required to even begin this process, to begin this process of journeying with Christ. So, what does this have to do with immigration and naturalization and my grandparents becoming citizens? I think there's an equivalent when I say that there are six elements to the process in the United States of petitioning for citizenship. I think there's an equivalent when we call ourselves Catholic, when we call ourselves Christian. Now, some of you of a certain age may remember being taught the precepts of the faith. The precepts of the faith. There are five precepts of the faith. They're in the catechism late in it, in the 2000s. The five precepts, the minimums. Okay, I'm not here to yell at you this weekend, but if you feel a little guilty, don't. That's my plan. One, you shall attend Mass on Sundays and on holy days of obligation and rest from servile labor. Keep holy the Sabbath. Two, you shall confess your sins at least once a year. Now some people are getting really nervous. Three, you shall receive the sacrament of the Eucharist at least during the Easter season. Four, you shall observe the days of fasting and penance, fasting and abstinence established by the church. And lastly, most important to a pastor every year, you shall help provide for the needs of the church. Those five things. But consider what they do. Consider what they call us to. Now you're here. You're, I'm preaching to the choir, literally. You're here. But if we come here, if we feel in, it's incumbent upon ourselves to be here because we call ourselves Catholic or Christian, we accomplish in this moment a shared language. Maybe not the exact same you know, words, depending on what your upbringing was, maybe not the exact same you know, accent or intonations, but we have, we have a way of understanding our place in the world. I've given the example, it is truly a Catholic reality Maybe it's waned a little bit. Truly a Catholic reality that if you go to a movie theater, you have that momentary desire to genuflect before you go into the row to sit down. Because we just have a common way of doing things, of living things, of being present here to one another. We have a shared history. We share the, the stories of the scriptures. We share the stories of the saints. We share so much about who and what brought us to this point in salvation history and just in community history. We share a lot of the, the same realizations of the moment 
and of the future. We do for one another in charity, mercy, and justice. And we look ahead with ideals and the beliefs that will propel us, that will give us the, the, the wherewithal to try and transform the world. And then in, he, in these, remember that offer penance, go, live penance, and offer to support the church. There's that personal giving, that personal sacrifice. I think in the citizenship side, the equivalent is of being good moral character. Because everything that we experience within a common language, a common history, a common set of goals, a common set of hopes, then should elicit a response in the same way that there is a need and an expectation of everyone who is or becomes a citizen, there is an expectation of a response for everyone who calls themselves Catholic or Christian, that there be something given in return just by the outward sign of our actions. Now, if we can understand, well, it's valuable to have kind of those minimum requirements for citizenship, and there are some minimums participating in this community for saying we're members of the, the Catholic faith, we're citizens of the city of God. Then Jesus goes on and tells us something that's really challenging, really difficult. He goes on to point out, okay, there's a minimum, there's a mustard seed for each one of these items, but if you only do that, what's it worth? What's it worth? See, he calls upon the disciples, those who have given up everything to follow him. He calls upon those who are closest to him to increase their faith beyond the minimum that's necessary. He compares them a servant who just does the bare minimum. This should make sense. This should make sense. How many of you want your cardiologist just to do the bare minimum? How many of you want your lawyer to just do the bare minimum? How many of you in your own life just want to do the bare minimum of faith, of compassion, of charity, of mercy, of belief? See, it is not necessarily this, this requirement that says, okay, reach this point and you're done. It's a desire by the Lord that for everything given for us, no minimum to his love, no minimum to his sacrifice, no minimum to his suffering on the cross, no minimum to the power of the sacraments or the purpose of the scriptures, no minimum in what's given should elicit a fullness of response that has no minimum in our lives. No minimum in coming and sharing in this community. No minimum in learning and coming to belief about the past and hope for the future. No minimum in what we offer of ourselves in charity, mercy, justice, in support. So this day, what's going to be a beautiful fall day, I'm told, is a moment to say, I'm not going to just stop at the minimum. I'm going to give the fullness of myself into what the Lord asks of me, what the church asks of me, what my family asks of me, what my community asks of me. This day, don't just settle for a mustard seed worth of faith. Make sure it is the fullness of what you can give. Blessings to you.